0: Welcome to the God is Able Radio Broadcast, the ministry of Old Savannah Baptist Church. I'm Pastor Austin Frady, and we thank you for joining us today on the radio. We are excited to be looking into God's Word with a series on what God has to say about marriage. So join us now as we open in prayer and in song, and we dive into what thus saith the Word of the Lord. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for allowing us to be able to come by way of radio to every listener that is tuned in today. God, we have a special burden upon our heart for marriage. And Lord, for what you have to say about marriage in these days. And God, we ask you to touch every married couple, every husband and every wife that may be listening today. God, every young person that may be thinking or contemplating about marriage may be engaged. God, I pray that you'd put your hand upon our society. And God, I pray, may you shape us, God, and make us. And God, may you put us back to a place where we look and, and we reverence what God's word says about the sanctity of marriage. Lord, we love you. We praise you and we honor you. May you get great glory out of the message today. God, give unction unto the preaching. Lord, I pray and give us, Father, ears to hear what thus saith the word of the Lord. And God, we pray that all would be done for Christ's sake and for his glory. In Jesus' name, amen. God's master design, his master design in marriage. Now, let me say this tonight. God is a master designer. Do this for me tonight. Take a deep breath in. Now, breathe out. You just breathe, okay? You do that every second of your life. You breathe, and you don't think about it. You thought about it just then because I asked you to do that, but you do that every second of your life without thinking about it. You do that. Why? Because there was a master designer that designs your body to operate and to function. So every time you take a breath into your lungs and your lungs do what they do, take that oxygen and send them into your bloodstream, every time that takes place in your body you have no control over that and you automatically exhale. And my friend, and that is because there was a master designer that masterly, sovereignly designed your body to function and to work and to do what it needs to do without you doing anything. Amen. And every time you take a breath, you are testifying that God is a master designer. Amen. 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 Think about the creation. Think about how the the sun evaporates the water and how it comes up into the air and it forms little droplets and then little droplets become clouds and then them clouds they get so heavy that after a while they can't contain themselves and they begin to drop water and moisture under the earth. We call it rain and that process just continues over and over and over. God is a master designer in your human body. He's a master designer in creation. Think about tonight how that God, He designed the bee to pollinate the flowers. How God designed the rat, amen. And, and we hate rats and we hate snakes, but God designed them to evil creatures, them evil beings, praise the Lord. My friend, for a job to do something, he designed the snake to eat the rats because the rats reprodu- reproduce too fast. God balanced this thing out, why? Because he is a master designer. So every time you breathe in, you're testifying, God's. your designs are working mighty good. Every time you walk down the, walk down the road, you're testifying that God's master design is, it is right and it is in order. Every time you see a bee, every time you see a rain cloud, every time you see a droplet hit your windshield, you see a testimony of God being a master designer. So what would make us think that God's design for marriage would not work? We trust Him that His plan and His design for salvation works. Amen? Amen. So what would make us think tonight that his design for marriage will not work? He's a master designer. So let's look at it tonight. God's design in marriage. God designed marriage perfect. There's nothing wrong with the design tonight. It's perfect. When God instituted ordained this over here in Genesis chapter number 2, God ordained it perfect. And in that day, Adam and Eve were perfect. Amen. Amen. But now I want you to understand tonight, husbands, you ain't Adam. Wives, I want you to understand tonight your husband ain't Adam. Amen. And wives, I want you to understand you ain't Eve. And husbands, I want you to understand tonight that your wife ain't Eve. Amen. Amen. There has been three people that's walked upon this earth sinless and perfect. Only one of them died that way. Amen. 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 Adam and Eve did walk upon this earth at one time sinless and perfect. And Jesus walked upon this earth sinless and perfect and died that way for you and for me. Amen. Amen. But when God ordained and instituted marriage, excuse me, he ordained it and instituted it perfect. But what's happened? Sin entered into the world. Sin's corrupted it. Amen. And so every problem that we have is going to be a problem of sin nature. And if we can realize that and recognize that, that every problem that we have, it's not just a problem of her, her, her. Amen. It's not just a problem of him, him, him. It's a problem that boils down to our sin nature. Amen. And so when we deal with a problem, we always have to deal with a problem at the root of it. When you go to the allergy doctor, you're wanting him to do it a little bit more than just give you Allegra. Amen. Nobody would go through the pain and the agony and the suffering of getting your back poked with a thousand little needles that have got some toxin in them to make your back swell up and itch for days. Praise God. Nobody would go through that just to get Allegra. Amen. Allegra just covers up the symptoms, but you want to get down to the root of the problem. That's what getting them allergy shots in your arm. Anybody do that? Y'all know where I'm at, what I'm talking about. You get them allergy shots. That gets down to the root of the problem because it gets your body used to those allergens. And then your body begins to fight them off. It gets down to the root of the problem. When you take a leg or that ain't a help nothing except the snotty nose. It just dries it up until you get another shot of dust in your nose. Praise God. <laughs> That's all it does, covers up the symptom, but doesn't get down to the root. So when we're talking about marriage, when we're thinking about problems in marriage, we've got to get down to the root of the problem, and it is as simple as a sin nature that we all have. So there's no marriage perfect because Genesis chapter 3, sin entered in. Sin is in this world. Sin's in you. Sin's in me. It's It's part of this thing we have to deal with. We've been forgiven. We've been cleansed. We've been saved, but we are a people of dual nature. Amen. We've got the nature of Christ dwelling in our heart, but we're still wrapped in sinful flesh tonight. So we see the the perfect part of marriage, that God created it perfect. And might I say tonight that sin did not corrupt God's design. Amen. God's design is still perfect. And so we want to look tonight also at the purpose of marriage. Genesis 2 and 18, the Bible says, And the Lord God said, speaking to Adam, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make a helpmeet for him. So what's the purpose in marriage? Why did God do this anyway? God created Adam, a helpmate. God had given Adam a commandment, verse number 16 and verse number 17. God had given the commandment over here in verse number 28 for them to be fruitful, to replenish the earth and to subdue it. He had given them a job to do. Adam had a lot of work to do, amen? There's a lot of animals that Adam had to inspect and Adam had to get to know and Adam had to name them animals. That was part of Adam's job. There was a garden for him to tend and the Lord, he looked, down upon Adam, and he said, Number one, it's not good that man should be alone. God seen that He had created these animals and He created companions for the animals. Amen. And God also seen that man needed companionship. So, yes, it's biblical to preach that marriage is companionship. Amen. We need somebody every now and then. And I know I understand tonight. Listen, we're preaching on a threefold chord, by the way. Amen. Threefold chord. That means you and her and him. Amen. You and her and him. You, her and Jesus. Amen. Just in this case you're wondering who the him is. Jesus. Praise the Lord. And so tonight, God realized that, yes, God could come down the cool of the day. He could walk with Adam. But God was not like Adam. God was not Adam, amen. Adam was created in the likeness and the image of God. But still yet, Adam, there was things about Adam that he could not relate to God. Why? Because God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So Adam needed somebody, amen. He needed some companionship. Bible says it's not good that man should be alone. And then he goes on to say, number two, that, that he created for, for Adam Eve so that she could be a helpmeet, somebody that would help partake in the command that God had given Adam to help him. Now I want you to notice on down through there in them verses when God began to make Eve and when he created Eve. Look with me down here about verse number 21. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept and he took one of his ribs... Now, where's your real back? It's right in here, ain't it? It's about your side, pretty close to the middle ways of your body, depending on how proportional you are, amen. <laughs> It's pretty well about middle middle ways of your body. So God took Eve out of the side of Adam. Now there's a great picture in that tonight. I don't know if I'll get to preach on it or not. There's a great picture in that tonight. Hey, I'm just going to go ahead and tell it to you. I can't help myself. Praise the Lord. There's a great picture in that when Jesus was hanging up on Calvary. Amen. Eve was in Adam all along. The church was in Christ all along. And when that Roman soldier came by and the prophecy was fulfilled that no bone in his body would be broken, they came by to break his leg. But the prophecy was that there'd be no bone broken and he shook violently and every bone came out of place and the Roman soldier came by and there's no need for him to break his legs because he was already dead and he took that spear and he stuck that in the side of uh, of Jesus, amen, and praise the Lord, out ran the water and out ran the blood. Everything that the church needed to be birthed was come, come out right then and right there so out of the side of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen, was the church, amen. Out of the side of Adam came Eve she Amen. was in Him all along. We was in Him all along. Amen. Amen. There's a great picture in that right there of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we look at marriage tonight and when we look at it through this month, you're going to see in marriage and why it's so important to God, why it's so important to us as a church, and why Satan hates it so much is that in almost every aspect of marriage is a picture of Christ and His church and that relationship. Amen. Everything in that Bible relates to Jesus and Him crucified. Amen, amen. They, And there's something inside of us Amen, that desires that companionship. So we see that God put Adam in a deep sleep. He took out of him the rib, out of the side. And what I was getting to was it come out of the middle of him. Didn't come out of his feet. Meaning that Eve was, was something that Adam would trample over. Amen. It was, she wasn't somebody lower than him. Amen. She amen. She didn't come out of his head. She wasn't superior to him, but she come out of his side. They want equality. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's right there in your Bible. Amen. Amen. Not the way they talk about it, but it's right there in your Bible that she come out of his side, probably the most equal place, most central part of his body, meaning that in the eyes of God, amen, they was two equal beings. Amen. What does that mean? That means that God loved Adam just as much as he loved Eve. He loved Eve just as much as he loved Adam. That means that what God commanded to Adam, it meant just as much to Adam as it did to Eve. The commandment to Adam, it was just as as real and prevalent to Eve also, amen. They was equal, amen, in that respect. And so we find that she come out of the side. And Adam said, this is flesh of my flesh and bone of my bones. Took a little bit of blood. Life of the flesh is in the blood. It took a little bit of bone. Amen. There's another picture right there. I ain't going to preach on that right now. I want these boys preach on it one day. Amen. There's a lot in that. Amen. So tonight we see the purpose in marriage is that she could share in the command with Adam, that she could be part of being fruitful. Notice verse number 28 in chapter number 1, that they could be fruitful. Adam needed help to be fruitful. Somebody say amen right there. Us men need a little help to be fruitful. Hey, Listen. We got a big job to do according to the Word of God. Amen. Us men, we got a big job according to the Word of God. The Bible puts some strong and some strict things upon us men. It puts a lot of weight on what we do, what we are. Amen. But you know what? We can't do it alone. We need some help amen and that's a that's a god-given role and a god-given responsibility hey praise the lord it's a needed responsibility amen and it's a good responsibility god blesses amen and so we find the purpose in it was that she share in the command and so what does that relate to the church That means that to the church, she was to share in the command of being fruitful and replenishing the earth. So to the church tonight, it's our job. We've been not just commanded, but we've been commissioned to the Lord Jesus Christ to go out into the highways and the hedges and to preach the gospel unto every creature, teaching them, amen, the Word of God, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. We've been commissioned by the Lord Jesus Christ. So they had a command to be fruitful and to replenish. That sounds a whole lot to me like that coincides with the Great Commission to the church. Amen. Amen. We need to be fruitful. Amen. Preach the word of God. We need to replenish. Amen. We need to see souls saved. And so in this day and in this hour, what does that coincide together? The purpose in marriage would be that the two, they come together that they might glorify Christ. Amen. It was God's design in the plan of salvation from the foundation of the world that Jesus would go to Calvary, right? Well, it was God's design from the beginning that a husband and wife, that a couple together, that they glorify Christ. Jesus told Nicodemus in John chapter number three, he said, if I be high and lifted up, I will draw all men unto myself. Can I say tonight that when your marriage is in order according to God's, God's design? design that it is glorifying Christ and just in a biblical marriage, just in a marriage that's coinciding according to the word of God. Amen. You are lifting up Christ. You are exalting Christ. Amen. Amen. That's exalting him because it's a picture of him and the church. And so we find tonight it's our job to serve the Lord together. Notice what they, what they said in verse number 24, the Bible says, therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and they shall, and, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. So it was God's purpose in marriage that the two become one. Right? I shared this with the class and part of what I'm preaching now I share with them on Monday night. Uh, but we looked at that word cleave. I got interested, like Brother Dan did in that word cleft, I got interested in that word cleave. That word cleave literally means to glue together. You know what happens when you glue something together? Two pieces become one. Amen. You take something and break it apart. What do we do? We glue it back together. Two pieces become one. Can I say this? Let me preach this real quickly. Can I say tonight that when two have become one and they've been cleaved together, they've been glued together, that means to glue to, to adhere to, or to attach to, when they've been made one together and under a covenant with a Holy God, can I say tonight that yes, they can be pulled apart, but there will always be a part of the other one on the other one? Amen. Amen. It'll always be there. I understand. I know things happen, but it's always there. But we've got to remember that in our marriage. We've got to remember that in life, that there's always going to be that part there. Yes, the scar will heal up. Yes, the tenderness will heal up. But there's always going to be a memory there. We've got to remember tonight that God saves our heart and He cleanses our heart and He forgets about our sin, but our mind does not forget. Amen. 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 There's scars in our past, and we're going to deal. One message in this series is going to be on dealing with the past. That's part of this thing. We've got to deal with the past because the heart's been cleansed. The sin has been forgiven. It's been forgot about of God, but the memory's still there. And Peter said, to gird up your loins, the loins of your mind. Amen. Why? Because your mind can be a dangerous, dangerous thing because the devil uses your mind. He don't have access to your heart, but he has access to your mind. And what he uses when he gets into your mind is culture. That's one thing. But he also uses the past. He's not a person sitting in here tonight that your past does not haunt you at least three or four times a week. Amen. You might get there a arrest, but there is not a person in here. I'm talking about saved folk. I'm talking about truly washed in the blood, born-again people. I'm talking about people now that can get up and glorify Jesus, that they know that they're saved tonight, but still yet your past haunts you. Amen. So the two have been cleaved together, they've been made one, but occasionally they're pulled apart. We gotta remember that. Part of the past. We've got to remember that with our spouses. Amen. That they have a past too. Just like we do. Amen. And when you stood at the marriage altar and you said, I do, you said, I do. To the past, to the present, and to the future. You accepted the past when you said, I do. Amen. Amen. we got to remember that in God's design for marriage. God designed that the two become one. And God, God's design was that they come together and that it's a lifelong covenant. That was God's design. Amen. Jesus said that it was not so in the beginning. Talking about the writing of the Bill of Divorcement. It was not so in the beginning. Now, I understand it happens. It takes place. What do we do? We deal with it. We move on. We go on. We let God forgive us and He will. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. And we go on from there. And we're going to deal with that one night in 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 the series of messages. But we have to remember tonight that God's design, His perfect design, was a lifelong design. And God designed marriage to be a a union and a covenant of balance. Y'all understand balance, right? Stand on one foot. Amen. Mr. Miyagi. Y'all ever watch that movie? Mr. Miyagi knew something about balance. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. When God designed you and when God designed her, and let me just go on record and say this. I've heard some people say that, that, that God didn't design somebody just for you. I've heard people say that. I don't agree with that. I've heard biblical teachers teach that in marriage, that God don't just design somebody just for you. Well, I I beg to differ because God made Eve out of Adam. God didn't design Eve for anybody else. Adam was the only one there, by the way, but the first mentioned principle in your Bible, amen, there's the first mentioned principle in your Bible. The first time you read of something, it carries the same thought and theme all the way through your Bible. So even though there wasn't anybody else there, God created Eve just for Adam. I believe tonight from the Word of God, by unction, the Spirit of God, and by experience tonight, I believe that God creates somebody just for you. I believe that. I believe that. Why? Because of what the Word of God says. And so tonight, amen, as we look at that and we look at God creating somebody just for you, a lot of times when God creates somebody just for you, He creates an opposite for you. Amen. amen. You ever heard it saying an opposites attract? Yeah. Amen. It happens. Opposites attract. Now that's a wonderful thing. Amen. Because that balances everything out until the flesh gets involved. <laughs> amen. <laughs> until the flesh gets involved. We'll deal with that later on. <laughs> but think about this tonight. The Bible calls. I'm not calling you ladies weak tonight. This is what the Bible says. The Bible calls the lady the weaker vessel. The man is generally the stronger vessel. Not always. I understand that. I know some of you ladies could whoop us men. Praise the Lord. But tonight, the lady is generally the weaker vessel. The man is the stronger vessel. That's opposites. But what does God do? God takes the tenderness of the woman to be a mother to tender the children, to raise them, to nurture them. God takes the hardness and the strength of the man to earn the living for his home, to subdue and to protect. God takes the hardness of the man to, to give in that, that element in their children what they need. God uses that for balance. Amen? Balance is something important in our lives. In every aspect of life, we, we, we understand the principle of balance. And so in marriage, it's no different. God designed it that way, that balance would be an important part of it. So remember that tonight. When you're thinking about, man, he just don't think like I think. Well, yeah, that's the way God designed it. Hey, listen tonight. Some people's tight. Some people spend money like it. They ain't no tomorrow. Amen. Right. Sometimes God puts them two people together so that she'll limit him a little bit. And so she'll loosen up a little bit. Amen. That's balance. Amen. It takes both. Amen. Working together. And somewhere along the line, God had a design in this thing that we find a happy median. Amen. Hey, that's, that's God's design. That was a sovereign God that seen that aforetime, knew how your personality would be, and God worked all that out together. So next time he's wanting to spend money and you ain't, just glorify God. Say, so, <laughs> Hey, listen. Bible says, "Give thanks in everything, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus, concerning you." So next time He's won't spend money and you ain't or vice. Versa, just go ahead and say, "Thank you, Jesus," that we've got a balanced marriage. Amen. Hey, listen, y'all try. You think that's funny, but y'all try that. I promise you, you'll get a blessing from it. If you don't do anything else, you'll start life and praise God and life doeth the heart, ma- do it heart good. Amen. It's medicine. Notice the picture, amen, of Christ in his church. We spoke about that. The lifelong covenant, what God hath put together, let not man put asunder. Notice the plan that the home is the foundation, uh, the, the, the foundation of the home is marriage. Notice the plan that God would use marriage to be an example and to be a picture and a typology. Ephesians chapter number five, that entire chapter starts out about marriage. It ends up about Christ and the church because it is a picture, marriage is, of Christ and the church. But I want you to notice this. And I'm done tonight in the, in the design of marriage. Notice the blessing. It's a blessing tonight to be able to say that I'm married. Amen. It's a blessing tonight. I know some of you are not. It's a blessing tonight to be able to look at your children, to be able to look at your grandchildren. It's a blessing tonight uh, to be able to see a married couple that's doing it right. It's a blessing to be able to see them exalting Christ through their marriage. Amen. Why? Because God said it's a blessing. What did it say over there in Genesis 1 and 28? And he blessed them. He put a blessing upon the institution of marriage. Amen. So it's something wonderful, something something that we can praise God for. And when you wake up in the morning you praise God for your salvation, I believe firmly we all just go ahead and praise God for our spouse. And say, thank you, Lord. Whether we went to bed fighting, whether we, whether we had a bad day yesterday, we ought to wake up in the morning and say, God, you bless them. God, I know you're blessing me. Proverbs chapter number 9, 18, verse 22 said, Whosoever findeth a wife findeth a good thing and attaineth favor in the Lord. It's God's design in marriage that it's not a burden that it's not a dread, that it's not something that we we drag around about, that, oh, it's hindering me from doing this, or it's hindering me from doing that. Listen, God give you that lady, God give you that man, that you can go on further and do what you could not do by yourself. Ecclesiastes chapter four, one of those verses up there above verse twelve, it tells us that two is better than one. Two's always stronger than one. Amen even if it's just a little bit more strength too, it's always stronger than one. Amen? Amen? So there's a blessing tonight. If you're married, you're blessed beyond measure. Amen. If you're here tonight, I'm going to end, end, end in this, in God's design in marriage. You say, preacher, I've never been saved by the grace of God. Let me say tonight, that's the most important thing in your life. I know I preached on marriage tonight, the most important thing right now for you is salvation. Most important thing for you, husband, You'll never love your wife unless you love Christ. Ladies, you'll never submit to your husband unless you're submitting to Christ. The first step to that is salvation, being saved by the amazing grace of God. Friend, these many marriages that have taken place are two unsaved people or one saved and one unsaved, and it makes a mess because the flesh does not know how to operate. I put it to the kids Monday night like this. It's just like a big box, one of them thousand-piece puzzle boxes. You throw that thing out on the ground and you think, what do I do now? Amen. Yeah. How many of you felt like that the day you got married? Amen. <laughs> hey, I got one. I'm going to raise my hand so somebody else don't feel alone. <laughs> you throwed out the thousand pieces of foot put- and you didn't know what to do. But when you're saved by the grace of God, there's a comforter that's been sent. Mm-hmm. The Bible calls him the spirit of truth. And the Bible says that the spirit of truth will guide you. In all truth, he'll go ahead and say, just pick that piece up right there. That's the corner piece. That right there matches that piece. Just, just stick it right in there. And all of a sudden, you get to putting together them pieces, and before you know it, you've got a beautiful picture. Maybe you're here tonight. We begin looking at marriage. Maybe you want to just come this altar. You want to grab your spouse by the hand and say, thank you, Lord, for blessing me with this dear lady, with this dear man. Maybe you want to come tonight and get in this altar. You want to grab your spouse by the hand. And just for a few minutes while God's allowing just a minute of time. You want to get in this altar and say, thank you, Lord, for your design. Maybe here tonight. Maybe you, you're not married. It's okay. Maybe you want to get in this altar and say, God, thank you for your design. Maybe you don't want to take a deep breath in and you want to blow out. And you want to say, thank you, Lord, that your design is working. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you for listening, and if you would like to hear this message in its entirety or join us in one of our services, find us on Facebook or visit us at our website at oldsavannah.org. We would like to give you a personal invitation to come and be in one of our services on Sunday morning at 10 and 11 a.m. We're located at 138 Sutton Branch Road in Silva, North Carolina.